Welcome to Retire's Great. I'm Debbie, and I'm with my husband, Shannon. We're here to help you achieve a purpose-filled retirement. Thanks for joining us. Today's topic is the seven most common marriage problems after retirement. Retirement's a life-changing event that will catch many off guard. Everything changes. Even happily married couples will face new challenges. After a lifetime of working, too many couples have grown apart. They take each other for granted. All that zest and excitement has dissipated and become more like roommates. And most of us are living longer, healthier lives. What will the next 20 to 30 years look like? Will they be filled with happiness and love? Here's a not-so-fun fact. Since 1990, the divorce rate has tripled for those 65 years of age and older. They even have a term for it, gray divorce. After all those years together, they now prefer to go their separate ways. Lots of times, they have completely different expectations for their retirement. For instance, maybe his hopes and dreams were to one day travel the world. She, on the other hand, should rather stay put, spend more time with the grandchildren. The number one problem is most couples never really discuss things. What are your thoughts on that, Debbie? Well, the first huge problem for couples really is they don't know how to have a real open and meaningful conversation. You're going to be spending a ton of time together after retirement, so communication is the key. At first, you might think, wow, that's fantastic. We get to spend all this time together doing things that we never had time to do before. As it goes by, it might not look so rosy anymore, and you're ready to put on your gloves and duke it out. Think about it. When you get home from work, usually the first question you ask is, how was your day? Now that could lead to a simple one-word answer like fine, or a rant about all the crappy things that happened. I sure hope you're not talking about me. No. (laughs) Once you're retired, you don't have that subject to talk about anymore. So now what? Are you going to pick fluff topics like the weather or what's for dinner? Just fill the air with words and noise? Or worse yet, dead silence. Now, let's think about when we're chatting with someone we know really well. A lot of the time, we're really not listening all that closely. Actually, we're thinking about our answer already instead. How to fix their problem, answer their question, or offer our own opinion. We all need to learn to listen better and pay closer attention to what they're trying to say and get across to us. Like my mom always told me, that's why we have two ears and one mouth. Other issues could come up you'll need to discuss. Some of them could be the spending habits of each of you. What are you going to do with all your time now? Or even a loss of identity. How you guys communicate and deal with them will either strengthen your relationship or, if you're already struggling, maybe bring it to its breaking point. And this leads us to planning and preparation for retirement. Ah, yes. The number two issue. Did you know most people spend more time planning their next vacation than their retirement? Sure, they save money for years and invest, and maybe even they consult a financial advisor. Yet, when it comes down to brass tacks, most folks haven't thought through what they really want. They might have some vague notions of things they're going to do and assume they'll figure it out as they go. And what's that old saying? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. In other words, 
They're flying by the seat of their pants, hoping for the best. That isn't always the best strategy. For instance, where do you want to retire to? Where do you want to live? We've bounced this one back and forth, and we've decided to stay put for now. We love the peace and quiet of our rural property. And after the past year, with all the lockdowns, we're actually really happy to have been here. We've also talked about all the yard work and maintenance and how we'd like to travel a little bit more. So our plan is in the next three to five years, we'll downsize, get something maintenance-free, maybe a condo. That way we could take off in winter wherever we wanted. That way you could follow your dream of being in Greece and a beautiful villa. Although I think Portugal's actually worth a look too. I'll go anywhere. <laughs> Obviously, nothing's written in stone. We'll need to adapt as things change. The important part is we're in alignment with where we're headed. And that brings us to the third problem, and probably the greatest source of arguments, money. We've all heard the saying, money is the root of all evil. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but it sure causes a lot of fights and disagreements, especially if you view it differently. In a perfect world, you had this discussion a long time before you pulled the pin and retired. Really, it all comes down to your values and attitudes towards money. One of you may have grown up without much, watching every penny, so you're very leery of spending money on what you would consider non-essential or just fun items. Your partner, on the other hand, might have had it easier with more disposable cash and is of the opinion, I made it, it's there to spend, and I'm going to do just that. Well, that's two opposite ends of the spectrum. You have to figure out a way to meet in the middle and compromise so you both get what you want. One suggestion, set a spending limit. I don't know, something like $100 where you don't have to check with each other. That way you're free to spend it on whatever you want, when you want, and just have some fun. Some even call it retail therapy. Of course, any larger purchases should be discussed and decided on by both of you. The flip side is, you both work so friggin' hard to save for retirement, you're terrified to spend anything. Those old habits of saving and scrimping can be hard to break, especially if you're worried you didn't save enough and the money's going to run out. Another dilemma is now you have all the time in the world, so what are you going to do? You're going to quickly find out that almost everything costs money. That golf or gym membership you want, or even those wonderful vacations you've always dreamed of taking. Money could be the limiting factor when you're figuring it all out. Compromises might have to be made that both of you can live with. This is where having a financial plan might help. It'll give you a better handle on your finances, spending habits, where you could cut expenses, so you can get that little extra cash to do all the fun things you want to do. When to retire would be the fourth problem that comes up quite frequently. Yes, whether you should retire at the same time or stagger your retirements. Either way, it can lead to some unexpected stresses and challenges. Again, communication and working through this stuff is really critical. So in a perfect world, you think everybody would want to retire at about the same time. They could share more time together as they enter the next chapter of life. This might include travel, spending more time with family, or just doing more fun stuff. As this is a major life event, they can support each other moving forward. Instead of their busy work life, they can slow down and enjoy each other's company. The only drawback 
they might find themselves together almost 24-7. That's going to be a big adjustment. If the wife had stayed home, her entire routine will likely be thrown off. Now he's home, he's wandering about and probably driving her crazy. I remember a story of a well-intentioned husband. He was bored, he had nothing better to do, so he took it upon himself to completely reorganize her pantry. As you can imagine, that went over like a lead balloon. More commonly, one spouse retires before the other. So one is still slogging away at the nine to five grind. Perhaps the intent was to retire together, but even the best laid plans can go awry. Some of the things that can happen, finances, you need to save a little bit more money. Often there's an age difference. You want to keep your employer benefits, at least until you get you know, closer to 65. Health issues can arise, either for yourself or maybe caring for a family member. Involuntary job loss, companies are downsizing, laying off employees. And one partner actually loves their career and really has no intention of leaving anytime soon. All these situations can become ripe for marriage problems. Unless couples take the time to discuss these things, resentments can fester. For instance, what does the one staying at home do all day? They're probably at loose ends, they're puttering about. Maybe they're wishing they could be anywhere else and having some fun. Or maybe they are out and about and having a gay old time. They're spending a bunch of money and you're the one bringing home the bacon. The fifth problem is all that time together. After you retire, you'll have to work on making sure that it's not just time, but quality time together. That's critical for your relationship to grow and thrive. What do I mean when I say quality time? Examples could be something like a date night, cooking a romantic dinner together, or simply seeing a movie that you both enjoy. Creating those special moments for just the two of you to share. This helps keep that spark alive and makes you feel more in tune with each other. Likely, you'll have some common interests to share, maybe biking together or simply going for walks. That being said, even the happiest couples are going to start feeling restricted and antsy if they're together day in and day out. Socializing with other couples or mutual friends could help that. Have a card night, a barbecue, or maybe even a double date. If they're really good friends, it could even lead to going on vacation together. However, it's important to have your own interests and friends too. Don't expect your spouse to be your entertainment coordinator, like Julie, the cruise director from The Love Boat. You can't do everything together, and you shouldn't. Each of you should have friends who you can just hang with, spend time, and shoot the breeze. Interests could vary anywhere from fishing to making pottery. Just because one of, you, some, one of you likes to do something doesn't automatically mean that the other one does or has to participate for that matter. Now, you have something new and exciting to talk about when you get home, something to share with each other. Really, it's healthy for a couple to explore different activities and hobbies, find what you like, and go for it. By having these outside friends and interests, you'll keep your relationship fresh and alive. And you'll keep active, moving, thinking, and socializing. Another prickly issue are all those family obligations we have. Shannon, how do you navigate those waters? Very carefully. Seriously, 
Family obligations, they're the sixth issue. Family is important and often determines how and where to spend your time. Things can get real messy if you're not careful. There's so many influences to consider. Adult children, grandchildren, aging parents, siblings, nieces, nephews, and so on and so on. One thing I've learned is our marriage takes priority. I want to need your input and support, especially when we're dealing with family. We need to present ourselves always as a team. You can choose your friends, but not family. For instance, you might never have gotten along with an extended family member, such as a sister-in-law. This can really aggravate things because life being what it is, we'll always throw a few curveballs. For instance, getting together for holidays. Whose place? How much time do you spend? Maybe an aging parent is involved. Who cares for them? And everyone has advice, don't they? Dealing with an estate or inheritance. Point is, we have little or no control over others' actions. Best we can do is go with the flow and just remind ourselves, behave with maturity and integrity. Another situation that often arises is spending time with grandchildren. I mean, after all, they all grow up too fast. Who doesn't want to be involved in their lives? But if you're not careful, you can wind up becoming the de facto babysitter. If your spouse isn't on board, that'll drive a wedge in your relationship. And that leads us to the seventh and final problem, health issues. Ah, health. It really doesn't matter how much money you have if you don't have that. We tend to be our healthiest when we first retire. We're younger and we still have a lot of get up and go. You probably have a bucket list. I know I do. Most people do. So is your partner's bucket list the same as yours? Or is it totally different? You'd better figure that one out before you start checking off any of those boxes. Now's the time to do those things while you're still able and can really enjoy everything and experience what you've always dreamed about. As we age, we become more aware of our aches and pains. They could start to limit what we can do easily and what requires just a little more effort. Creaking knees or aching backs make doing anything physical seem like a punishment. Just a harsh reminder, we're all going to get older. Maybe one of you is in better shape. We all age in different ways. A lot of depends on how we treated our bodies growing up. And things like injuries and genetics also play a role in your long-term health. What if it's you? What if your partner is the one with all the health concerns and is constantly complaining day after day? I'm not saying they're not legitimately in pain. They probably are in a lot of pain. You're still going to get sick and tired of hearing about it all the time. Living in that constant state of negativity could cause some to have a sort of meltdown. They might ask themselves, should I be with someone younger who will be able to keep up with me? Someone more positive and upbeat? Why am I putting up with this crap? Debbie. Well, it's true. People think that. You never know what people will think when they're under constant doom and gloom. What a dilemma. And it's all about how you and your body feel. Well, I guess the main takeaway is to make sure you talk to each other about your expectations and hopes in retirement so you're on the same page. Always remember, happy spouse, happy house. And that wraps up the seven most common marriage problems after retirement. Thanks so much for listening. And if you liked it, please subscribe.